Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Mr. Steven. Are we going to be serious today or do you Absolutely just want to goof Absolutely not. You know, just, what are we going to talk about? Uh, anything that's not serious. Uh, that's that's kind of easy. Okay, I'm going to tell on us. <laughs> all right. Guess what we had on all morning on the television? Well, I didn't watch TV today. Yes, you did. I did not. It was on I in the background. I saw you watching it. I don't Little watch Little House television. on the Prairie. Well, that, that's just like having the fireplace on. It really, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> It is. You know, it, it wasn't is. quite cold enough for a fire, so turn on a little house on the prairie and go about your business. Oh, man, is that the coziest show or what? It's just a positive interruption. Just crazy. Well, it's it, sweet. It has, what was it? Um, Heartland uh, burned for a while, and then, then we had uh, a little house on the prairie, and then the Gilmore thing Girls you, was on. Gilmore Girls. Oh, man. You like. Talk about silly. So, <sighs> downhill from here, <laughs> uphill. Oh man, no, we're peaking. <laughs> we're definitely right. peaking. How are you today? You know, I'm really doing well. I feel great and I've recuperated from, we've had a, a fairly physical week, but I'm feeling good <laughs> and I'm ready to do this. I'm yeah. sort of chomping at the transcendent bit. Well, you know, bringing in the groceries at over 10,000 feet is a, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Well, you, you just, you kind of, um, <laughs> you take a few steps and drag Take a few steps and drag. You think you're just so athletic. Then <laughs> you come up here. Where's my can of oxygen? Oh, man. What is on your wrist? What is that? Oh, this one? What is this, that, that's a, sir? Just a, it's a birthday thing. Oh, man. And that's kind of cool. Cool bracelet. It's silver. Very yeah, cool. I like is how it, heavy it is. I was going to say, it looks heavy. Yeah, that's probably well, a good thing, Where's though. yours? I got you one, too. I haven't put any jewelry on today. I will in a little bit. Well, let's move on before people find something else to do. <laughs> They you love know, us. I have to believe I gotta that. Say, I we've had quite the feedback from the last podcast. Oh yeah, and people say, "I won't give us some more." You're like, and it was from you, Maggie, because you <laughs> yeah, needed it. Not, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's so. True though. But what a fun conversation that was. Oh, it was wonderful. So why don't we kind of pick up and continue some of those well, thoughts? And if I, if I can just say, since the last podcast, I have used the wisdom and nuggets and the truth from that. Over and over and over again. I mean, I have been infusing that into my daily life like nothing else. Well, when you listen to some of this, and it's kind of like revelation knowledge, it becomes you. So you don't have to go find the textbook and go to chapter four, page 32, <laughs> to see what the heck you're supposed to do. Well, isn't it just so wonderful, though? You know, you you have moments in your day that surprise you. They catch you off guard. Usually mm -hmm. negativity does that. And it's so wonderful when that happens. Um, to be able to just to reach over and grab something mentally and, and it's fresh, it's but, fresh from the podcast and it's the answer. Because you've been putting in the work to stir up these higher yes. viewpoints and it's becoming yeah. you. And so it's a second nature knee jerk thing that, oh, I'm, look at me, I'm doing the right thing in this bad, what could be a bad <laughs> circumstance. How do you like me now? Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, you know, yeah. I do the podcast for me. <laughs> Oh, come on. It's just for me. Well, that's selfish. <laughs> but. But oh my goodness, I, I need to, it. I get to benefit from you taking well, care of you. I just, I just need it. Cause you're talking about stirring it up and nothing stirs up these truths that we have to carry with us. Like, like this podcast. I'm just so grateful for the, for the opportunity. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? For the opportunity. Uh, okay. Steven. That's what I thought you said. Okay. You're right. We probably should dive in here. <laughs> but you know, something really interesting is that when we mentioned transcendence, which we kind of talked a lot about, not kind of, we really talked a lot about transcendence the other day. Oh yeah. Self-transcendence. You know what happens is people will think about it in ways that differ according to and based on their own values. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found that the general ideas, it seems to always be the same. Self-transcendence is fundamentally about rising above your present ego. Yes. Yes. Your you know, present state of understanding and becoming the realization of something greater than that, greater than the you that is now. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is after the last podcast, you found yourself that you were all of a sudden greater than Megan of last Friday. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Unveiled. You, you, you did the work of rewilding, unbecoming some things, and now, wow, isn't the view wonderful from here? Mm, that's so true. Or perhaps in even simpler terms, it's just 
the realization that you are only, we are all only one small part of this greater whole. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that, after the last podcast, and perhaps after today's, you then go and you begin acting accordingly. Well, and an interesting byproduct to that, that that popped in this week that was a little unexpected for me is when I was I was meditating on focusing on unity with spirit, and I was I thought it was interesting that it kept making me hyper aware of my eternal self, and that would instantly put mm. in, into perspective things that were going on. Um, because as eternal beings, oh my goodness, I mean, that's in direct contradiction to worrying about something so minuscule and small as to what's happening in, mm-hmm. in life in this present moment. So you're seeing the bigger picture. You're seeing yeah. this, this eternal yeah. value of life all of a sudden that goes way beyond what well, it just enable you. You're looking at the present moment mm-hmm. as being an eternal thing. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a contradiction in terms, isn't it? This moment is actually eternal, but, but you know, it's the, the bigger picture is, is, which is always going to be greater than what most people relate with. It can be an, a number of things. When we talk about transcendence, uh, other human beings, it, it, we can, you know, you can look at it like I'm becoming like-minded with this group of people. Well, in a sense, you're transcending to that. Mm-hmm. Other people will look at it like, well, I am a naturalist or I, I, I like nature. And so... <laughs> is it a naturalist like, yeah, that, like yeah, to be that's naked not, that's not that's <laughs> well maybe that is it maybe for some people that's for you that's transcending um, sounds fun <laughs> sure why not sure why not but you like nature so you're going to transcend to become somebody that's really involved in um, nature mm-hmm. or then maybe the universe is your cup of tea or divine power now that's a big one or the creative spirit which is all things so why don't we start there Let's just start with all things. And, you know, all those other things will be included in that. All of them will be. Cool. That's just like three things. Awesome. <laughs> You're like the kid astronaut. <laughs> Only three things. What did she say? Uh, her, she, she told her mom she wanted to be an astronaut. And her mom said, well, you've got to, you know, you've got to go to this school. And you've got to be very, really good at math. And she listed off one other thing. The girl said, well, mom, that's just three things. <laughs> and, just like that. and the mom was I love the mom's <laughs> response she said you know my daughter is like this very um, chill you know lackadaisical motivational speaker <laughs> absolutely I like it I like it do you ever think about things and you just don't know why you think about them you, you just find, uh, yeah you know and you're going along yes. <laughs> and everything's just fine and then you realize for the last 10 minutes you've been thinking about something oh, yeah. that seems crazy where oh, did yeah. that even come from a thousand percent happens a lot doesn't it yes it does well the next thing you know is you're saying and you're doing things that you wish you weren't doing or saying that were in alignment with the stuff that pops in that you're allowing yourself to think about Mm. sounds kind of like the snowball effect doesn't it absolutely well transcending into higher consciousness is a deliberate act unlike that act of just allowing Mm. these wayward thoughts to come out of the ethereal and and to bounce around within thoughts and to create you, which is invariably what they will do when left unchecked. And a lot of times it's provoked by negative feelings. You know, it's making me think about, um, we we recently saw a a house that, um, you know, that we were very familiar with and it had been not lived in for just a couple of years. It hadn't been that long and it was completely falling apart and we you made the really interesting observation just how you know uh, when things are left to their own devices they diminish and they crumble and they go Mm. negative and that's the way of nature and you know Mm. as a kinetic believer we're always working against the tide we have to that's the only way to achieve what we want to well and then as the way of a human being not a kinetic believer but a human being that just allows whatever thoughts to come in just to to set up camp and to have its way yeah negative feelings to provoke these negative thoughts and and then carry them around for days and weeks even and then you begin acting out those negative feelings and thoughts just like the property that goes unattended you begin to decay. That's the process of decay. That's when be- things begin falling apart because of the incorrect attention yeah. or a deliberate act of maintenance and care. So the KB acts deliberately to maintain 
the most extraordinary property in the universe, and that is the mind, body, and soul of self. Mm. So, and so transcending into higher consciousness, consciousness, <laughs> rid of that trisket. Transcending in higher <laughs> consciousness <eating>. is, <laughs> it is a, I need to, it's a deliberate act. Mm. And it's one that lifts us up out of not knowing what to do, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to think about. And it empowers us to be successful in whatever we choose to do. Yeah. You know, I have to say something that I personally struggle with is when something negative comes into my life or pops up, um, I tend to waste time and energy wishing it would go away. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's fruitless. Mm-hmm. It's And I know it's fruitless. Um, but you just have this moment of just mm. sort of like thinking, well, why is this even here? I can't believe this even showed up. What, you know, why, I wish this would just go away. I wish I didn't even have to deal with this. I, I already, I just finished dealing with this other thing. Now, why is this here? And I, I really do waste a lot of that, you know, precious time and energy that could be spent doing, well, probably what you're about to tell us to do. But that's just something that I, I struggle with. Well, you're not alone in that. Yeah. In fact, that's the victim mentality that needs to be rescued. No. And I it's, want to do that. But it's it's the it's it's by default to <laughs> yeah. the it's by default the ego that mm-hmm. says you are a victim and you need to be rescued or somebody needs to come and carry the emotional water for you. Wow. To make you feel better, to make you change, to make you whatever it is, to yeah. help you and to assist you and to pull you up out of that. Almost like it's a little bit of denial too. Yeah, sure. Like you just don't want it to be happening. So sure. But I love what you're um, already sharing with us today, and and this per- this new perspective because you can I can already feel it. Um, if I have something to immediately go to, and latch onto, and an action that I can step into immediately, it's going to get rid of that. Well, there is one. There is one. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that I exciting? Knew it. I knew it. And it's transcending into higher consciousness. And that is what empowers us to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds nice, doesn't it? But <laughs> but you know the question remains, how do I willfully awaken? By transcending into higher perspective for all things. And I love the how to. <laughs> and yeah, what okay, all right, I get it. I hear it. But this, so now what? But at the same time, awareness is very powerful. We were laughing the other day. Um, there was this wonderful uh, mm. concert mistress that was working with our group a while back and you know, the the rehearsal was a little wonky. It was a little clunky, you know, just kinda mm-hmm. hopping along there. But she she stopped everybody one second. She said she said, Maybe everybody we could just be like, you know, really good musicians. <laughs> yes, and I and I don't know if you could see it, but where I was, where I was, you know, where I where I was, it's it's like the the lights went off. Well, everybody really laughed. Agreed. Yeah, you know, it would just be good musicians. Every- That'll change everything, won't it? <laughs> it was so funny because we all just started hilariously. You know, we just started laughing, but then. The next thing that happened is we all started listening to each other and paying more mm-hmm. attention and focusing. And so even just the awareness of what you're saying already is like, you know, we're already on our way. You were doing all the things that good musicians do. It, exactly. Well, if you want to change what you have, if you want to change what you are doing, um, change what you think. Think you're the greatest. Think you are a good musician. Change what you think and you will change what you talk about. You'll change how you do things. You'll change, you know, your entire life changes as we change our thoughts. Mm. And so now all of a sudden affirmations are essential to a life that's being well lived. Mm. Because without them, we're just like little puppies chasing after butterflies and bees. Some things are enjoyable, but others would sting you. And without a positive choice and knowledge of the positive choice, they're just going to be bumps and bruises, most of which are, they are avoidable. Well, I, I like that you're bringing affirmations into this because I think sometimes uh, we can feel as though affirmations have to be this very like once a day, twice a day, mm-hmm. I wrote this down and now I'm saying it. But I have. But the more that you get into affirmations, you know, in these moments where you need to transcend, you find yourself mm-hmm. just going... I am fill in the blank. I am fill in the blank. Whatever you need in that moment. I am health. I am wealth. Mm -hmm. I am above everything that's happening. That's exactly how we avoid doing things that cause unnecessary pain. Mm. 
Yes. We begin wow. with, we continue with, and we end the day with positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. I affirm and I reaffirm my unity with one higher consciousness. And I do that over and over and over until that unity has become a fact of present tense mindfulness. And then I'm ready for the next step, mm-hmm. which is to become life aware, life conscious at all times throughout the day. I love that, that we're through affirmations, reaffirming our identity um, with higher consciousness, with that unity of spirit. And that's interesting that that word identity that comes up all the time. And because that's our backbone, right? Like that's almost like the uh, the skeletal system, <laughs> if you will, will, of this kinetic belief experience that we're having. Well, if you don't know who you are, you're waiting for somebody to tell you. Wow. And boy, that's a dangerous place to be. Yes. Mm. The one mind of all things, all of creation, is a living mind. It's the mind of life itself. And if we are of that mind, then guess what? We are of higher spirit, we, and, and we are also life. There is only one life, and it is abundant, and it knows all, and it sees all. The creative consciousness is in all and through all. And all that choose to be in that life, because it's a choice, are that life? Um, I have a question about the um, the physicality of our experience through everything we're talking about right now. For example, y- you know, you're you're saying the right affirmations, you're talking about the right identity, um, but many times when uh, fear or anxiety are creeping up, and that's the thing that we're trying to overcome, it has very, very real physical aspects of it, components. It could be in your gut. It could be in your mind, your head. But these are things that we're physically feeling. And I'm just wondering, do we ignore those and just and and just keep saying these right affirmations and just keep believing that that physicality part will fall away? Or is there some, I mean, are we supposed to go move our body? I mean, what what's the answer to that aspect of it? Because I do feel like that's one of the hardest parts of mm-hmm, overcoming mm-hmm. and transcending is transcending what we're physically feeling in attachment to what's happening. Typically the thoughts or the feelings of fear come from the cognitive inability or the cognitive lack of experiential knowledge to not know something about something. And so there is a trepidation regarding what could be a consequence to this thing that I don't know enough about. Mm-hmm. But the one that's transcending into the oneness of mind that inhabits and and permeates all things, you know that that knowledge of all things is now within you. Mm-hmm. Austrian quantum physicist Erwin Schrodinger said that the total number of minds in the universe is one. And he theorized that consciousness or awareness is a singularity phasing, or you could say it's just a transitioning within all beings. But now this transitioning, it requires discernment on our part because the ability to break an old habit, something that we're just accustomed to doing day in and day out in exchange for the better idea, that has to come about. And what happens is a lot of people are double-minded, even when they're presented with two choices and even when they know that one is better than the other. Now, they may know what the right thing to do is and they see it, but the old way seems safer because the old way, they're still cognitively reasoning mm-hmm. with it. I mean, the new way, they're reasoning with it. Yeah. And they're thinking, well, I'm not quite sure. I'm fearful of the consequences. I like the safety of knowing, even if it's less than, yeah. and it's predictable. And a lot of people will trade a future of success for a moment of selfishness. Mm. It's that familiarity. Right. Just wants to pull us back in. Yeah. Um, I have a... Is this okay to ask a question now? Ask another question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just keep asking. Yeah. So yeah. you just mentioned that all things, and that's an interesting statement, so that all things are connected as this one mind. And I'm wondering if, you know, I want to have a deeper understanding of that because we talk a lot about higher consciousness and how we are transcending into higher consciousness. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're saying that the higher consciousness is the one mind. Is that correct? correct. So that means that people who are Mm -hmm. not awakened, who are living unconsciously, are not part of that. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. That is why, even though there's just one reality, we can still have so many opinions about it. 
Right. Even though there's one, there's still all these opinions and ideas about it. The singularity phasing of consciousness actually aligns with what Jesus taught. And it has this profound effect on our understanding of the nature of reality. In other words, what a person perceives to be true, to be real, manifests to them. And that is the ability that we all have as creative spirits, as creative beings. That is the power of the imagination, the power of faith, the power of belief. You may not be aligned with higher consciousness. You might not be aligned with one thought, with the one um, uh, spirit. And so you're out here bouncing around like a pinball, creating a mess, manifesting one mess after another. And every once in a while you get it right. And more often than not, you don't. Manifesting. Stay out, stay out of the casinos, by the way. <laughs> Manifesting one mess after, after another. another. So the next time you're walking down a busy sidewalk and you're passing by this multiplicity of minds and you think these thousands of people have nothing to do with me. That is just an illusion because the universal construct of the reality of all things is that there is only one mind or one consciousness and that mind of creative spirit, it expresses itself in this endless number of ways. And that's why we often say, you know, as beautiful as you are, as creative and talented and, and marvelous as you are. And in fact, you are the only you in the entire universe. You are still a tacit of the one. You are an extension, a beautiful extension and, and connected to one spirit. You know, I have to say meditating on this today, it's almost giving me a sense like a euphoric sensation because it's really connecting with that part of us that goes, there has to be more. There has to be something bigger. I know I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger than mm -hmm. what I see. Mm -hmm. My life matters more than what it seems and what society has always told me. And so to finally have that, you know, sort of puzzle piece click into place and say, you know what? Yeah, there is more. Mm -hmm. It is bigger and it is, it is more vast than we could ever think or imagine. Um, that's thrilling. And it, and it finally, you know, really affirms those sensations that kinetic believers have for most of their life. Right, because with the wrong perspective, like you're saying, that you're disconnected from the vine and you wither. You're de there's depression there. Mm -hmm. There is sadness there and loneliness and a feeling of not belonging anywhere. And that is the illusionary of ego that is telling you that you're all alone, which is not accurate mm -hmm. because there is no law there is not a separation between an observing subject and the object being observed because it does not exist that's an illusion in a world without this subject object split the truth of the matter is that we are all different expressions of one and that's a beautiful thing mm. and you know this is the beginning of transcendence with source that we're talking about and we could say that having compassion for somebody who's hurting, someone else who's sick or an impoverished family or person is actually a selfish act when you serve them, when you care about them. You're actually being selfish. In, in other words, the act of loving them and caring for them is actually an act of loving and caring for yourself. And then you'll see this and know this and you feel it when you affirm that higher viewpoint and that higher perspective of self. The one mind is eternal and it is life. I am that mind and I am eternal life. And that's what I do. And I repeat this until I just <laughs> thoroughly, I mean, completely imprinted it upon my awareness, both conscious and subconscious, until I simply and habitually just think of myself as life and not just life, but as eternal life. And, and, you know, and it takes work because we're in a world that's going the other way, that's shouting that you're not that. Who do you think you are? You're not any of those things. And so we've got to do the work yeah. as KBs. And we, we put in the time to do that. Wow. Most people, actually habitually because of the negativity of this world, they just think of themselves as a, a dying thing and or just advancing toward you know, old age and, and decay. And the truth is this mindset is inaccurate. It's not real, like you were saying just a little while ago, being eternal. Mm -hmm. But the ego's mindset, it's re regarding decay and, and a, a finite death comes um, 
just from managing this negative consciousness, you're managing that every day, and I'm managing the rate of decay in my life. I'm managing the rate of decay in my home. I'm managing the rate of decay in my family. And so Are here you, here I go. And you, you want to come along for the ride? And I'm fun at parties. <laughs> you want to invite you to your party. <laughs> but that creates an illusory of impending just negative consequences for this person. Yes. <laughs> and I'm available Fridays and Saturdays if you'd like to have me come drop by. So what do we do to change the deception of decay? How do we defeat the misery that accompanies that? Because it is a miserable existence. Mm. This I'm, is where KB's put in the work. I was just going to say, an iron, you know, I guess it's not really ironic. That's a people. I, I need to stop misusing the word ironic. That's ironic. Okay, that's a resolution <laughs> anyways okay you but got a um the the deception of decay mm -hmm. that's a fabulous statement first of all because you can remember it so well but it's interesting too how decay is so linked with time like you're saying um and, and if anything it actually is one of the only ways to even know to even recognize the passing of time is the way mm -hmm. that things decay i mean otherwise there would you know i mean because they you always see those challenges on instagram like look at her 10 years ago she only looks mm -hmm. a little bit older you know whatever but that's technically just a rate of decay that's showing that 10 years passing of time and so this matches up so perfectly it dovetails perfectly with our perspective of of eternal existence and present mm -hmm. moment mindedness mm -hmm. and bringing eternity into our present moment which is going to kick that out the door. In the present moment, what are we doing? We are meeting every suggestion of age, every thought of decay or death with a positive affirmation that says, you know what? I am of one mind. I am the spirit of life. Mm. I am life with no end. But Jesus said, and this is life eternal, to know the one mind of spirit, which has been translated the living God. Wow. And to know the one mind of creation is to be mindful of becoming one with spirit. And then become aware of spirit through our expectations for prosperity and for health and peace and joy and happiness. Not to have those things, but to be those things. Mm. As kinetic believers, and, and speaking for myself, I become intimately aware of the life spirit that I am. Therefore, I am. This, this is giving me the sensation, too, that kinetic believers, that we can reach the point where when we uh shed this mortal coil if you will and we and we transcend and we move on to the next phase of existence after this life that we could actually get to a point potentially in this life where there's zero disconnect where we have transcended mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. higher consciousness and we've transcended the physicality and the decay of this existence to the point where there's zero disconnect between mm. our transcendent self now and mm. once we have moved on. Part of that is you no longer say after this life. Yes. You say, I am life eternal. Yeah. Which means it has no end. You, you said something really funny to me a long time ago. You said, you know, when we uh, die and we move on, you don't want to be like, like that, that kid in New York going, whoa. Look at all this. The first time he, Those are some the big kid buildings. that's never been there before, and you know the first, <laughs> the first hour or, or whatever, just New the, York the neck City is stretched out, looking straight up at the buildings. No, yeah. we should not be surprised. We should say, yeah, this because is, you because this you know it. what you're in it now. Exactly. And so there's not going to be a transition. You you transition mm. by transcending in the present tense moment of now to all things being possible. Wow. wow. Eternal life is now. And so. Part of that, like you're saying, it, it encompasses so many things, doesn't it? Yes. Our health, for example. There's no sickness in the eternal life. There's no sickness in, in forever. There's, so there's no sickness now, not, not with the perspective of, of the reality that we are imagining to see and believe and adhering to. So I have awakened to the life spirit that I am, and it has attained the, the step to living my best life, to the miracle of health consciousness. It all, all of these things become habitual. And I'm doing my work and I am journaling in my 100-day guided journal without fail. And I get to the end of 100 days and I start over. And this is a way of life because I am constructing my articles of faith, the things that I only uh, choose to see and believe, and I will not be moved from those. And this seems like it's on a daily rotation. 
it seems like every, you know, that with the rising of the sun, we reset and we begin again to mm-hmm. transcend mm-hmm. into, and like you were just saying, this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not every week, it's not every month, it's every day. And I think that's important to recognize. Because purity is now. Mm-hmm. The essence of purity is in the present moment. It's not something to be attained. It is now because it actually is now. And so, hmm. you know, the, the, the one mind is the living genius of stuff from which <laughs> you and I are made. We're made of that. And the essence of it is pure. It is the flourishing life. Any life that's been lived is, or that's actually being experienced, let me put it this way, any life that's being uh, set forth on a journey to explore and become more of itself is transformational in that it's creative and it's ever-changing toward a, a perfected completion toward becoming one with one. Leonardo da Vinci said that art is never finished. It's only abandoned. <laughs> And, and, and that's true of a life that's not being lived. Wow. A person makes the decision to abandon themselves and they stop growing. They stop, they stop living. They stop becoming more of what they're supposed to become. Life is also, I mean, it, it just, I, I always, I tend to default back to health. Health is so vital to experience this life and enjoying the experiences. You know, there would be nothing worse than going to the amusement, going to a huge amusement park and you just, your stomach hurts and you you sore throat and you don't feel good. You feel sick. And there you are Mm -hmm. in a place to live this exciting, these exciting experiences, but you you feel sick and your health is not what it should be. So in, in that, I just think that it's not possible if we step into that oneness and become conscious and aware, cognitively aware of the spirit of one dwelling in us and us in that spirit, we kind of touched on this on uh, our last podcast. It is not possible that an inflow of the essence of pure life would carry with it anything but the perfecting of health. Yes. And that's important to experiencing our best lives. Well, and it's what we were just saying a few moments ago that, you know, health can be such the most overt contradiction to transcending and and connecting with that unity of spirit because it's within you. I mean, it's, you feel, nothing feels more connected to you than your body that you're in. This is the suit that we're in to have, you know, we were given the suit to have this experience in. And here it is. <laughs> to have these experiences and, and also the authority and the dominion to make a choice. It's a decision. Yeah. And that's what that's what we do with our podcast. You know, when I help people understand you do have a choice. Every day we get up, there is a choice, a choice to thrive or a choice to die. Mm-hmm. And you make the choice and then the universe will back you up in it. The proper yeah. choice. <laughs> you knew somebody a long time ago and I've always found this funny he's he said man if I'd, I'd eat the bark off a tree if i thought it'd make me feel better it's like well maybe just stop <laughs> yeah. you know drinking all that whiskey every night yeah, that, that's true <laughs> maybe don't that's, eat bark just uh, a good place cut some to things start. out <laughs> so there's a top the choices. <laughs> there's choices choices we have choices and they all choices have consequences yes. and you can escape those it's not possible to escape the consequences of our choices so our choices become vital, don't they? Yes. And it begins with identity, knowing who we are and whose we are. Yeah. They make us. Yeah. Yeah. So as KBs, we are somebody that seeks the good in all and of all and for all. And it, so knowing that, knowing that choices are powerfully important to navigating through this life in a way that is, you know, full of adventure and health and vitality. If I want to share something with you, I'm faced with a choice. The essence of what I'm going to share, it has to either be uh, pure life or it's tainted with the bitterness of decay. It can't be both. It's one or the other. There are only two forces in the entire universe, the expansion of life or the decay of death. One is one, one is the other. One or the other. And so I imagine that, okay, let's just say that I play, I place uh, a two glasses of water in front of you here on the table and one glass is pure water and the other is not. Okay. 
Okay, the only way that it can be pure is for it to have been cleansed from, you know, its exposure to nature. And I have to filter out every impurity, everything that is not pure water in order for that glass to be pure. Water is never found in a pure state in nature. You know, they tell you to, if you're out hiking or you get lost and you're thirsty, just go drink uh, from a running stream. And well, that okay, maybe you'll get some of the large impurities <laughs> out of that that you can't see with the eye. But there, there's <laughs> no such thing as, as pure water, it, both groundwater and surface water. I don't care where you are. It yeah. contains microorganisms uh, and other materials in it. So, I was going to say, you but, keep hiking upstream and there's like a dead raccoon. Well, and he's floating by. Exactly. Let him get by and then you're okay. <laughs> oh, no, but you because... <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> but because water is changing as it moves around the planet, it's collecting the decay of things. Yeah. So it becomes toxic. It's just impure. But in the same way that a fountain, okay, can't be... It cannot pour out sweet and bitter water at the same time. Or a good tree can't bear corrupt fruit. Light has no connection with darkness, et cetera, mm. et cetera. The essence of pure life, one mind, cannot be filled with toxic thoughts of worry, doubt, and fear and be pure at the same time. Mm. If the two glasses of water represent the words that I speak and I offer to share one with you, I now have a responsibility as one who's transcending to the pure essence of life to offer you the pure water, the water that has no gossip in it, the water that has no condemnation and no judgment uh, and no manipulation. It's a glass of edifying, celebrating, encouraging, and championing water. And I'm not going to share with you the glass of water that's been tainted with the negative. This is an enlightened choice that I'm faced with every single day of my life. So I make... I make the enlightened choice to be a blessing to you. And I understand the toxic effects that sharing the negative glass of, well, let's call it word water. I understand if I share this negative word water with you, what the effect is going to have on both yours and my own abundant living. But you know, this, all the, this is just the principle of first things first. Cleansing the environment of self that you expect to flourish within is first thing up. That's We have to do that. Get rid of the toxins in exchange for the choice of the purity and the pure essence of the flourishing life. You know, it seemed, I, I loved how when you began, you were talking about, you know, that the tree can't bear um, bad fruit and good fruit. The fountain cannot put forth uh, fresh water and tainted water. Mm. And so it seems like this is going to be ultimately a source issue. And, you know, what, when we talk to people, when we talk to ourselves and as we go through this life, are, are, you, are you really telling us the importance of the source that we're, that we're choosing to pull from? Yeah, you know, the source that we're pulling from, or, or probably even better said, that we are aligning with. Mm, we yes. pull from that which we are aligned with, and we yeah. align with what we choose to, to allow. And how dangerous and, to find yourself aligning with toxic source. Which right. is really the reality right. of what of what that is. And people that really practice this, it's an art form where they will sugarcoat the toxic to make it look pure. Oh yeah, bless her heart. Whatever they, whatever <laughs> it comes in many ways. Well, what I'm about to tell you is is because um, I love you and I want to help you. You mm. suck. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how do you feel now? You look better. I feel fantastic. You're doing, you're doing great. You're welcome. Thank you. But, <laughs> no, but the, the one mind of God, the oneness oh, of life, cannot know disease. It cannot know anything toxic. It can, mm. It, mm. it can have no mindfulness of sickness. Wow. Those things are not in the presence of God, of, of one spirit. Actually... And I've thought a lot about this, but the disease, the, the consciousness of disease is by default. It's incorrect. And it's, it is the result of judging the world around you by appearances or making decisions by the five senses, what feels good, what feels bad. I need to share what's bad so I can feel good. Mm. Uh, that's where all that is stirred up from. And so a lot of people, they get up every single day to experience life according to what they see, living by the validations of others, by the negative news of the day, by judging appearances and, and other things. And these people experience day after day the illusory of death. 
And I didn't mean to over-enunciate death, but that's what it is. In other words, death. You, you, <laughs> it's horrible. You, you cannot be life conscious and at, and at the same kind conscious of, at the same time, conscious of disease. Because when we become fully, full life conscious, we lose sickness awareness. We don't talk about it. We don't think about it. And so the affirmation here is the mind knows no sickness or disease. I am that mind and I am health. Mm. And so I affirm that with conviction over and over and over. I feel like what, what you're telling us right now is is sort of uh, pulling the covering off of this huge trap that the ego falls into all the time because it's important for us to not ever take the ego bait because mm, the ego, yeah, yeah. you know, you're talking to somebody, you're having this lovely conversation, then all of a sudden you want to talk crap about somebody. Right. And you want to do that because it's you think mm. the ego is going to be built up. The ego needs that. The ego wants to feel better about itself because look how horrible this other person is. And so not allowing ourselves, you know, being aware of that is so powerful. And then seeing it for what it is and not taking the bait will keep us in alignment with Mm -hmm. true source, higher source. Mm -hmm. And when you use your word, it's ironic that the ego (laughs) wants to feel better by itself by saying, I'm sick to draw attention to itself. Well, it's just like... And to be sick and to have disease so that it can have attention and feel better about itself. Isn't that ironic? Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't, as a KB, I don't say, um, I don't, I don't deny that sickness is a, uh, a fact that is built in with symptoms and not because I, not because I see it, because if I look for sickness, I'm telling you that I will find it. If I'm thinking mm. about it, I will see it and I will manifest it. And so I choose not to see it. And I believe that it's not part of my existence. And I adhere to and rely upon the fact that my source, my God, my one spirit that dwells within me, that I dwell within is not sick, cannot know it, and therefore cannot become that. Mm. However, the mind that knows no sickness that dwells within me, that I am within that will cure every form of bad health. But the affirmation has got to be made in the state of consciousness that I and my creator are one. The one mind imagined and then manifested the vastness of the universe, all that there is and all the world's religions, they believe this only their approaches to that are different, but they believe it because they've, it's been revealed to them from within. Quantum physicists here in 2022, they agree, some of them reluctantly, but they agree in the the uh, existence of the one mind, one bias. And if a person today doesn't believe that one mind imagined and created the universe, then you're just hanging out there by yourself with just a few other bad friends. I'm just kidding. But you're, you know, you're <laughs> basic, <I'm> <laughs> you're, but I'm not sorry, not sorry, right. but, but none of which, um, those friends, by the way, you should probably have in the first place, but still there is no greater power than the creative power of one, which is within every single person on this planet. Now I, I'm, I want to share, let's just think about this, a higher viewpoint here, because one of the most useful things in my own life has been that of power conscious, being aware of power conscious, not the type of power that seeks to influence other people. That's what the world offers. And that's an abuse, by the way, of your creative dominion. But I'm talking about the kind of power that can successfully put a demand on manifesting prosperity and peace. Mm. And the affirmation is, The creative mind of God is the source of all power and the source of all power cannot know doubt or fear. I am, therefore I am, and I intimately know the one mind and I am peace and I am creative power. I am creative power. I have the authority and the dominion to be that oneness with creative power. And you know, I repeat that over and over and over until, until I just know it in my knower and the source of all power contains all knowledge and the highest spirit that permeates all things. See, I know it cannot be afraid of anything because it knows all things. And like you were 
when you asked a few minutes ago, we were talking about fear. Fear is nothing more than the absence of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And when a person is confronted with something that they know very little about, it's just easy to imagine negative consequences. Mm, when yes. this happens, actually, you know, physically, physiologically, there's this small organ in the middle of the brain that just starts to go to work. And it alerts the nervous system that the body and the body's fear response just jumps into action. And we have these stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline that, that are being released. And then the blood pressure and the heart rate just increases. It's kind of basically just this soup of horrors that gets stirred into the body. <laughs> Because a million years ago, we needed to run. What? <laughs> oh, last week. Because last week, fight or flight, flight. So, but okay, but there's an answer to that. You know, maybe it's taken a million years to understand it, but we know what that is, and it's through my meditative mindfulness that I recognize I am one with the source of all power which is the creator of all things. Therefore, I have no doubts as to me being able to do anything that I should choose or to cope with any possible combination of circumstances. Now, that doesn't mean that I no longer am excited by things that I am not cognitively aware of or new and first experiences, but those become an, a matter of delight rather than fright. But it does mean that I'm no longer controlled by fear. Think about it this way. What could there possibly be that all power cannot do of which I am made of? Mm. It's only when I conceive of myself as separate from this power. And here I am all by my little lonesome. And only when I allow my ego then to rule me. And, you know, well, it says you're weak. When's the last time you went to the gym? You can't handle this. Whatever. I begin to have doubts as to my ability to do things and to show up and be successful. And that is a hole that you absolutely want to avoid at all costs because it's despairing. And I'm telling you, it will just invariably lead to destruction in your life. Wow. If you are in doubt, if you are afraid of something, it is only as you're just you're holding this separate consciousness of ego with the deceptive idea of identity that anyone can be afraid in in that position in life anyone can be you know the the first demonstrative use of the power of kinetic belief was and we talked about this the other day historically it was by jesus he never showed any doubt he never said well let's just see what happens or well you know i hope it all works out i mean well, God willing and the creek don't rise. Let's just see what happens on Thursday. <laughs> oh, you know, never, it, it, he was never uncertain. And as a result of not being uncertain, he never manifested fear. In fact, now there is one account of him resisting fear to the point of sweating blood, but he never manifested anything that he did not permit. He knew that nothing could harm higher consciousness. So nothing could harm him against his, his desire or his will. And so according to the historical record that we have, nothing did. And now you may be thinking, well, no, no, wait a minute, didn't they kill him? He was not crucified because his enemies defeated him. He said that he would voluntarily allow them to kill him, to make a demonstration of uh, the truth to his followers. But he said, you know, he said that no man takes my life. He said, I, I lay it down by my, uh, of myself, and I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. To have power awareness like that manifests poise in a person, and which is the peaceful mindfulness of power. It's the result of affirming unity with creative power until it just becomes this present tense fact in consciousness. Wow. I mean, you and I, we were hiking to a high alpine lake on a ridge in the Rockies Wednesday. I don't know how those lakes get up there at that altitude, but anyway, that's where it was. <laughs> it does seem strange. Well, as I tried to keep up with you, I kept affirming my unity with creative power. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed it. And so I'm, I'm back there. I'm probably, you know, 50 yards behind you, you running on the mountain goat. And I was aware of spirit's presence. <laughs> And I was so aware of the evidence of the creative spirit that was all around us. Mm -hmm. And it was the it was in the eagle's nest that you spotted. It was in the little white head that was sticking out of it. It was in the fresh growth on the aspens. It was in the bear claw marks on the tree that we tied our hammock to. It was in the the spirit was in, in the nap that followed. 
from that moment. <laughs> but you know, I've, I've really have thought, thought a lot about this. Something that Jesus said, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and don't let it be afraid. Wow. What kind of peace is it you know, that somebody else can give to me? Well, on the surface, I mean, that doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, the reason is you cannot keep from being afraid if you retain consciousness of your lower self, of your ego, as something apart from the one mind of eternal power. So that's the secret. Mm. Now that I have knowledge of the eternal secret to overcoming fear, now that you and I both know what to do, you know, I understand and affirm that I am one with power, one with wisdom, and one with higher consciousness. It is not possible to say what to say this while thinking something else. I effectively shut off every negative thought of egoic condemnation by speaking with authority the identity of my truth. Wow. You know, this really uh, is, is going to give us such a nice perspective also about, I mean, we, we are these transcended kinetic believers simultaneously living very real life. You know, we are sending emails, responding to text messages, making these plans, you know, going into work, uh, trying to grow our income or, you know, you name it. So what I love about this is it's great to do all those things and to have that, that success in these little areas, but it also requires us to be completely where our identity is concerned, separate from it. And that also alleviates all kinds of worry and stress and anxiety because we can get, you know, the, the, the human part of us, the physical part of us can get real tunnel vision where those things are concerned, finances, work, um, a difficult conversation to have. Um, but this just blows that out of the water and it helps us to rise so far above it that, you know, the perspective is, is really otherworldly. Well, I feel like we're really accomplishing a lot here today. And, yeah, I can feel and, it. And you know, now that we have our health, now that we have our peace, now that we have our <laughs> creative power, I desire wisdom mindfulness. Wisdom. Yeah. Knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it next week. Well, and you know, you just you get you just got done talking about all the power that we have, so we better make sure we're wielding it appropriately. So that's oh my goodness, the right? natural next well, step. Well, power without wisdom can be a destructive thing, can it? I mean, <laughs> yes. if I give a toddler a hammer to play with, can you imagine what the living room is going to look like after after playtime? Right, or the siblings? Or the siblings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Power is constructive only when it is wisely applied, mm. and so. I know what I must do because I have it. And I have to affirm the truth, the fact of my wisdom. I have to speak that with the, with the confidence that I know that I know because the one that I am with knows. And it has nothing to do with what I think I know. It has nothing to do with my experiential knowledge or book knowledge or any of that stuff. My source wisdom is solely of spirit. And spirit reveals itself when I need it. I may not know what to do on my way down there, but I have confidence and faith and I'm adhering to and relying on the belief that I will know when I need to know. Mm. Yes. The one mind being the source of all things, knows all things from the beginning, knows all truth. The mind which knows all truth, it, it can't be mistaken, can it? I mean, it's not of ego. Mistakes are caused by partial knowledge of all truth. Not knowing all things. The one mind does, doesn't have any incorrect information. It already knows. Knowing all truth, it can only act along the lines of perfect truth. It can only contain the idea of perfected truth and, and without errors. The one mind of God can only know the abundant, flourishing desire of all things. Being good. Now, you might think, well, now wait a minute. If God created everything in the universe, didn't the Spirit also create evil? I guess time's up here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now listen, listen carefully. Yeah. Because to recognize anything as evil, a mind must have only a partial knowledge of eternal truth and a limited consciousness. Mm. Wow. Only the presence of a half-truth can can there be a manifestation of evil? An ego has got to be involved. 
So what seems to be evil is always the, the result of partial knowledge. Where, because where knowledge is perfect, there's no evil, and no one can be awakened to something that does not exist. Partial knowledge is not something. It is the absence of what is. Evil is not something. Evil is the absence of purity, the absence of that which is eternal. Mm. Spirit is light, and in light, there's no darkness. The creator of absolute has, well, think about it this way, has pure eyes. In other words, sees all and where all is seen, nothing is missing. Where nothing is missing, there is only abundant life and decay, which is evil, does not exist. And when we become awakened to truth, we lose the consciousness of the abstract or that of evil. And now here's what begins to happen with complete higher consciousness. Judgment becomes impossible for KBs because there's nothing to judge. We, we are with the one that sees all. So there's nothing to judge where all is seen. You know, I don't have to exercise judgment when I know the way of source. I don't sit in judgment of others when, where there is no evil, where I only see the good. I'm not sin conscious. I don't consider wrong. The only way that I can align myself with evil is for me to reconsider the original bias of the one mind, which is that of the Creator. And the person of Jesus said, you judge after the ego. I judge no person. Mm. I am here not to judge the world, but to demonstrate the way out of the world, is what he said. The Spirit judges no person. What he's saying is that where, where there's evil and, and mistakes are, are um, evident, he's saying that there can, be no, there can be no judgment in the presence of just light where all things are known. And so where mistakes are non-existent, for example, there cannot be any judgment. And there are no mistakes in the presence of oneness where all things are made perfect. So, but this is what I mean by rising above the noise of the world. To rise above the mistakes of belief in evil. To transcend above confusion. I add to my affirmations these words that I speak aloud. Because, remember, there is substance in words. In quantum physics, words are things. So, I speak. I say things like, my mind knows all truth. And knows only truth. I am that truth. I am knowledge. I am wisdom. And speaking self-possession with source, I'm telling you it works to align yourself with that of higher consciousness. Well, this is revealing why, why it's so important to have the full picture as a kinetic believer, to have the full truth, because it, it's that's just so amazing the way that you, you showed us what evil truly is. And it's when something is missing. It's when truth is missing. It's truth is, has been broken and tainted and you know pieces of it are gone and so living in our whole truth pursuing mm. whole truths um what a what a beautiful notion well because we're speaking self-possession where nothing yeah. is missing nothing is broken yeah. and in that place with source you know I, i've transcended to dwell within the consciousness of the essence of life life source that knows no beginning or ending life source that is that of health Power, wisdom, what else could we possibly need? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> I'm nodding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else could we need? Yes. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss wealth. It's wealth awareness or awakening to that of, of manifesting prosperity. There is an assurance, listen, an assurance of wealth, of being able to attract and manifest wealth and abundance. The one mind of spirit upholding and permeating all things is the original substance from which all things are formed. And there is only one first desire. And all things are formed of one element out of the first faith. And science is now creating something where there had previously been nothing perceivable at all. What an amazing time to be alive, to see this actually being, being uh, uh, duplicated or represented in, in the, the laboratory. We're doing things that were part of the act of creation now. 
And actually, it's the same thing Jesus did when he fed thousands in that uh, historical account of the loaves and the fishes. The elements which compose all visible forms are in the universe. And for matter to be organized into form, the universe, which is filled with particles of matter and antimatter, forms of all things from the one original source, which is spirit, which is God. Look, if you're ever feeling like no one gets you, like people don't respect you, or that you're just not worthy of success in whatever you should choose, just remember that all things are made from and made of one living intelligent substance from one mind, and we are that mind. Do you, you know, uh, am I the only one excited here? Do you realize what that means? It means that we are the substance from which all things are made. We are the power that changes circumstances. We are the power that reforms images. We are wealth. We are abundance. You are all there is, and all there is is you. So the highest viewpoint is this. All things created. Let's just, let's say this together. Say all things created. All things created. And all things rearranged. All things rearranged. Are in the mind. Are in the mind. I am that mind. I am that mind. I am abundance. I am abundance. I am prosperity. I am prosperity. I am one with the way. I am one with the way. With the truth. With the truth. And the life. And the life. The light in me. The light in me. Emanates outward. It emanates outward. To displace darkness. To displace darkness. And to infill the world. And infill the world. These affirmations... These affirmations are lifting me out of ego. Are lifting me out of ego and into love consciousness. Mm, and into love consciousness. You know, something about love consciousness. That is a good thing to have when we get to the office, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or wherever you're going to run those errands today, you better be showing up in love consciousness. Oh. Let me tell you, because you're going to show you're going to show up with a desire to lift others up when you're in love consciousness. You're going to desire to be light when you're in love consciousness, and for them to also have peace and prosperity like you do mm. now that i'm telling you parlayed with the mindful state of spirit is centered in, in an existence without ending the state of perfected health and power and peace wisdom wealth and love when you are conscious of all of those things you're transcended to one with universal consciousness with that of one mind with one spirit with one god and you are in spirit and spirit is in you now, to, to do the work, to stir up the knowledge of knowing who you are, you see, that's our, the practical application now of what we've chosen to believe. But you're probably not who you've been told you are. I mean, that's a, a good place to start, isn't it? You're not probably not who you think you are, not, not, not who you wish you were. But you've got to stir up the mindfulness of who you know to be the real you, who you really are. And that identity is this. Just say this aloud too. There is one spirit. There is one spirit. And I am that spirit. And I am that spirit. That spirit is eternal. That spirit is eternal. And it is only life. And it is only life. I am of that spirit. I am of that spirit. And I am eternal life. And I am eternal life. That creative spirit. That creative spirit. Knows no sickness or disease. It knows no sickness or disease. I am that of that thought. I am that of that thought. That mind. That mind. That spirit. That spirit. And I am health. And I am health. That spirit. That spirit is the source of all power. Is the source of all power. And cannot know doubt. And it cannot know doubt. Any amount of doubt or fear. Any amount of doubt or fear. I am that spirit. I am that spirit. And I am creative power. And I am creative power. And I am filled. And I am filled. With a source of peace. With a source of peace. That spirit knows only truth. That spirit knows only truth. And knows all the truth that there is. And knows all the truth that there is. I am one with the mind of spirit. I am one with the mind of spirit. And I am knowledge and wisdom. And I am knowledge. Knowledge and wisdom. All things created are in that source. All things created are in that source. And I am filled with the one source. And I am filled with the one source. And I am wealth. And I am wealth. And I am abundance. And I am abundance. I am one with the way. I am one with the way. I am one with the truth. I am one with the truth. And the life and is the, in me. And the life is in me. And I am in the life. And I am in the life. The light of life. The light of life. Shines out from me. It shines out from me. To light the way. To light the way. Of the world around me. Of the world around me. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm just going to sky, like rock, take off like a rocket <laughs> through the ceiling. It's just three steps. <laughs>
It's just three things. Just three things. <laughs> that should be the name of today's podcast. Just three things. Be. Oh, man. Yeah. What what an exciting and thrilling podcast because I know that I'm going into my day now so equipped and so ready and so aware of uh, my identity with source, my unity with spirit, and how exciting, Steve, that it's not just us. Now that, we, now that this podcast is continuing to emanate out into the world, like you said, we get to celebrate this existence with so many others. What a privilege. Yes. Sending out much light, love, and a little bit of wisdom <laughs> to all you KB creatives all around the world. You stole my line. <laughs> Thanks as usual, Steve, for all that wisdom. <laughs> Bye. Bye.